Behind the Beat, a podcast that gives you a look behind the scenes and into the everyday activities of people behind the beat. Today, we'll be delving into the role of the member services team at Angus Australia and answering some frequently asked questions from our members. The member services team is an integral part to Angus Australia as they are the members' point of call for a lot of their day-to-day necessities within their seed stock and commercial beef businesses. Today, I will be having a sit-down with Member Services Manager Scott Wright. Scott and his team receive a number of frequently asked questions from the member base over a range of topics related to the services provided by Angus Australia. We have put together some of the most asked questions that the MSO team received during today's episode that we will break down for our listeners in order to help some of the issues that they may be having back on farm. We will also touch on some of the important reminders for members when it comes to member services. For those listeners who may not be familiar with some of the day-to-day workings of a breed society, this podcast might give a little insight into how Angus Australia assists breeders in running successful operations. Thank you, Scott, for joining us today. We will kick off with some questions about you and your team. What is your role within the member services team? Yeah, thanks, Shane. Um, look, so I'm the member services manager. So um, basically, it means I coordinate and, and oversee the the team. We've got uh, nine um, in our member services section. There, we do all the day to day transactions with all the members there. So a lot of dealings there. So it's great to be able to talk to members a lot, and um, I coordinate that section, I guess. And to give an overall look before we go into specifics, what do the member services offices facilitate for Angus Australia members? Yeah, it's a good question. So we do all the transactions with members, so all the data coming in. So we sign them up as members of Angus Australia. We do all the cattle registrations, the transfers, all the uh, performance data comes in there, any any um, DNA requests. So basically anything members need to do with the society. Great. So we're going to cover off some frequently asked questions that the MSO team gets throughout the day in the hope that we may answer a question that our listeners may have. To do that, we might break down the member services into a couple of different sections. We will also take this opportunity to highlight important things members need to remember when requesting services from the member services officers. So what is the overall goal of the member services team? Yeah, it's a good question. So uh... So our goal, which we which we uh, write down, is in, so that uh, members can conduct all the transactions with Angus Australia as, as, in a uh, manner that's as streamlined and as efficient as possible. That's what we hope to do. Yeah. Great. And what are some important things members need to remember about the member services team when it comes to getting in contact with you guys? Okay. Um, first of all, we're, we're here to help. So um, if members ever are unsure about how to submit data or do anything with the society, please please call and ask first. It's often easier to get yourself sure of what you need to do um, ahead of submitting things. So, so please ring. We're all here to help. Um, and I guess the, one of the other things is we, we ask that everything's in writing. And sometimes that annoys members. They get a bit frustrated with that at times. But it's because we're very busy and we get, we get um, a lot of data coming in and it just helps us to be able to track and trace um, all the jobs that come through. So um, that's that's pretty important. And I guess um, don't shoot the messages, so don't uh, <laughs> don't shoot the MSOs for, for asking that those sort of things be um, in writing. Yeah. Sure, and I guess when it comes to putting everything in writing, while it may seem tedious to the member, when it comes to that sort of thing, why, for example, can't you fix information over the phone? Yeah, it's a good question. Look, 
Um, it, it's pretty important in terms of if we were to fix a registration of a particular animal over the phone, um, that can influence uh, the pedigree of the animal or the, uh, the resultant EBVs. Um, those animals are pretty valuable. So um, if we were to, to make a mistake, um, we need to be able to trace where that, where that um, mistake has happened. Like we don't, we want to avoid as much human error as we possibly can. And um, before where I was saying it's a pretty busy area, like we've got over 100,000 females on the database, um, lots of calf registrations, um, 76,000 last year, a thousand members. So we, it's a very busy little hub. Um, so we can't remember stuff. So it's great if we've, if we've got it in written form so we can, um, we can get it done as accurately as we can. Sure, and speaking of making changes, uh, who makes the changes to anything within the accounts? Yeah, good question. So we've got signatories on accounts. So um, it could be a sole trader, it could be a company, it could have staff involved. So um, what we do is um, make sure that um, people that want to make changes are, um, are a signatory on that account. So that way we just um, don't have anybody ringing up and requesting some changes. Um, it's got to be authorised by the member. to export verification which is now an area which member services facilitates uh, how important is export marketing yeah look it's it's really important it's been a, it's it's been a big area for Angus Australia over the, especially the last couple of years where we've done sort of 45,000 heifers a year um, and that's especially in the drought it helped really underpin the I guess the Angus price um, members are receiving especially commercial members for, for their cattle so yeah very important there um, so we receive quite a few questions from members in regards to what they need to supply for their agents when it comes to export. Uh, for example, the agent told me I need a number from Angus Australia. Do I get this number as soon as I press send on my online membership form? Yeah, it's a good question. We get um, that one all the time. So uh, for somebody to um, uh, sell export heifers that are then verified um, with Angus Australia, they need to be a member of Angus Australia. So. Um, We've got a, a membership form which they can find on the website um, and they can send that in to us. And they'll often ask for a membership number, but it's actually um, a three letter member ID. So, um, for example, VTM or it could be uh, NBV. So, they submit the form and we've got a membership coordinator, Lou Wood, and she'll get in contact with, um, with you when you submit that form and then go through and just double check all the information's correct. And then you'll get an email that'll say uh, that's your member ID and that's the ID that you'll use to fill out the export forms for your agents. Moving on to inventory. Why do members need to complete their inventory every year? Yeah, it's pretty important. It's, a, it's the basis with which we uh, register cattle at Angus Australia. So every, every female, every active female needs to have an inventory fee paid in a, in, a, in a calendar year. So we have either an autumn inventory or, or a spring inventory. Um, so we send out a return for members to go through and tell us whether a cow is, is active um, or, or inactive, whether they've been sold, whether they've died. Um, there's, there's various disposal codes. It's pretty important because we, we bill members for their active females. So if they don't go through and dispose of those animals, they'll be charged fees that they don't need to be charged. And, and also sometimes they might want to bring back on another animal onto their database and they need to pay the fee on that cow so that uh, a calf can be recorded against her, 
Yeah, so very important way that we handle the database. Yeah. What are some important details members must remember when it comes to fates? You'll have a, um, uh, an inventory that is sent to you and on the bottom of that it has uh, various fate codes. So it's very important to use the, the correct uh, code. And then also, um, it's a bit like being pregnant or not, you, you need to either dispose of the animal or not. So sometimes we have members that uh, are telling us what they may do with the animal in the future, but it's always a record of what they've done. So um, it's either disposed of with a certain code or it's not. You can't have a half and half. What do Angus Australia members need to ensure before registering their calves? Yep, uh, it's a good question. So the, the dam of those calves needs to be uh, on the inventory uh, for that particular season and they need to have paid their inventory fee. They also need to have um, a DNA profile on file for any sire that they are going to um, uh, put against that particular calf as well. So that's covered off inventory. Now we have a few quick fire questions regarding DNA. What are the turnaround times for DNA and what are the costs of the services? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. It can be coming up, especially to sale time. It's a pretty sensitive topic for, for a lot of our members. Um, so um, the DNA does take a while. It comes to the office here and we do a QA check on the DNA and it goes one of the two labs that we use, Zoetis or Nedge, and, and it come, comes back. Um, prior to COVID-19, we're looking, we've got our turnaround times to about four weeks. Um, but with uh, COVID-19, there's, there's uh, extra lab time that's taken in both of the labs. So you're sort of probably looking at uh, a, a, a safe six weeks at the moment. Just, just allow as much time as you possibly can. You'll see a fee schedule um, on, on the Australia website there. Essentially, we divide it into there's parentage-based um, panel DNA tests. Um, they're, they're around that $30 mark. We've got genomics now, which is around the 50, depending on which lab you use. And then there's a various add-ons uh, for genetic conditions, which um, this, so they, it looks like there's quite a range of fees there, but they're, they're the, um, the three broad groups that we've got. And if you look at the fee schedule, you get to see those there. Can you send in DNA if you don't know the sire and you haven't sent in their registrations <clears throat> yet? Yeah, that's a good question. We need the animal on the system in order to send, send DNA away. So you may not know the sire, but if you've got a car, register it and it'll go up on the system as a pending animal. And you might have a few options for the sire. So you, you might have three or four sires that you're not particularly sure which one. Put the animal on the system and then uh, fill in your DNA order form and then put the various sires on the order form and we should be able to determine which, which of those uh, particular bulls was the sire of that calf. What needs to be completed before you can get DNA? Okay. The most important thing is um, the calf is registered on the system, even if it's pending, that's quite okay. But we need the DNA to be in one of the forms that we accept, so male hairs on an approved collector, and we need the DNA order request form printed off the website um, or, a, or a spreadsheet saved off the web and sent in with the DNA. If we don't have the right form, we won't process the DNA. I have received an email with DNA approval. Where are the results? Yeah, that's a good question. There's a, a DNA approval form that gets emailed to the member um, when they submit DNA. So it's actually telling you that the, everything's been approved. That's the charges that you'll incur. These are the tests that you've ordered. And then the DNA goes off to the lab. And then uh, 
and you get that report, it's still a length of time before the, the DNA comes back to Angus Australia. So the approval report just tells you what's about to happen. Do you get results? It's, it's an interesting one, that. So a lot of times with DNA, it's all about parent verification. So um, in those cases, yes, you'll get the, the parent verification results emailed to you. Um, you'll get uh, genetic uh, conditions results. But in terms of genomics, um, there's sometimes a bit of confusion. The, the genomic results get loaded into the taste analysis in a single step process. So you don't actually get results. It, they influence your EBVs that are generated in the taste analysis. It's not an automated system. No, that's right. It's, uh, we're working towards that um, more and more. But at the moment, there's still a fair bit of manual process. So often people think when they've submitted the DNA, when it comes back, it's just automatic. Um, but we've got uh, two particularly dedicated staff that have to go through each of those requests when they come back and um, make sure that um, any parentage is updated on the, the registration system and that emails go through to the, um, to the member. So... So it's not, there's some automated parts to it, but um, it just doesn't happen. It's just not a software program, yeah. And are there any requests from Angus Australia back to members when it comes to DNA? Yeah, there's, uh, there's a couple. We get some interesting things come through at times with DNA. The other day we had um, some partial ears come, come in the mail and, and uh, yeah, we, what we really need is for people to take the correct samples and send them through in the proper way and actually identify the sample coming from which animal. So you'd be surprised sometimes people send in DNA and they don't tell us which animal it, it, it relates to. So um, so they need to be on the approved collectors and we need to know which animal they are. So the next round of questions goes to registrations. So a couple of quick fire ones. Can I send my paddock book as registration information? As, as, as nice as that would be, no, no, you can't. <laughs> so we need um, the registrations done on the, the approved registration calf recording forms that we send out to people. We email those out. Uh, you can also um, send in a file from your stockbook recording program um, or you can um, use a spreadsheet which you can download the approved spreadsheet off the, off the website. How long do I get before late registration fees come in? You get a long time. You get uh, 12 months from when the calf is born until you register the calf. Yeah. Before the late fees come in. Yeah. Do you resubmit batches if you get a pending report and corrections are needed? No, it's a good question, that one. So we, once you've submitted a registration for a calf, you only need to do it once. So we'll come back to you with some questions, which is a request for further information report. So you get that on your email there. And you just really need to respond and tell us uh, what corrections are needed to, to be made. Uh, please don't submit the animals again so we don't get duplicates on the system. What are some important things people need to remember when it comes to registrations? Yeah, look, um, probably the, the biggest one is if, um, if you're submitting registrations, could you, could you check your email? Um, that's how our, our member services staff communicate with the members. So if you're submitting any, anything really to Angus Australia, check your email. Um, you'll, see some, you'll either see a calf registration report come there or a request for, for more information. So, so that's, um, that's, that's pretty important. What happens if the information is submitted incorrectly or if people use the incorrect spreadsheets to submit? Okay, one of the 
one of the things we do get is people like to ch take out spreadsheets and change them. They, they might think that they've got a better way to do things. If they cannot do that, that'd, that'd be great. Because what, what happens then is uh, when we upload that spreadsheet into the system, the data gets put into the wrong, wrong way and, and it creates um, yeah, issues in the registration of the animal there. So, so if we can just stick with the, the templates that are provided, it's really helpful. When it comes to sale catalogues, how can registrations affect the information going into the catalogues and what do people need to keep in mind when preparing for their sale catalogues? Yeah, that's a good question. Probably timeliness is, is the most important thing. So um, if you've got a sale coming up and you want a catalogue done, make sure the animals are fully registered on the system, uh, that they're not sitting there as pending animals. Often people will submit their registrations and not realise there might be a problem with the registration. So uh, if they can... Um, get it done accurately and make sure they're all on the database, that's great. If there's any DNA testing that needs to happen, it's great if they could um, submit that well and truly ahead of time so, so that when they come to do the catalogue, the animals on the system, the DNA um, tests have been done and the animals have been through the taste analysis. What about when it comes to recipient dams? When you're uh, putting recipient dams on the system, just uh, be aware that you need to provide all the details that are required that, that are pretty limited, really. Dam ident, um, the birth year and the breed code, really just make sure you've got all that basic information. Yeah. Where do members send all of their information? Send it to the Regos email address, which is regos at angusaustralia.com.au. Prior to any animal going into the taste analysis, what needs to be made sure that it's completed? Yeah, um, to, for an animal to go into the taste analysis, we may need to make sure that um, they're fully registered on the database, that um, there's no uh, further information that we require there. We're moving on to transfers. We have a couple of questions to cover here. What do people need to make sure they do when it comes to transfers, which obviously affects registration costs and exports? It's actually a really important part of the export verification. Um, it's, it's very important for other reasons too, but um, when you're um, selling a, a bull, um, if you can make sure that you, we've got all the, the, the complete details of the buyer and the sale date, um, and if it's a member of Angus Australia, their, their herd ID, that's, um, that's very important there. Um, there's also sometimes a bit of an issue with um, uh, females who, who pays the transfer fees. So uh, it's great if you have a conversation, um, if you're selling females with the, with the buyer. The, the assumption is that the seller um, is, is the person that pays for those fees, but sometimes there can be a little bit of a disagreement there um, on that one. So if, if that can be um, uh, clearly identified when you send in your female transfers, that is, that is really, really helpful. How long after the completion of a transfer can the new member get the registration certificate? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, so we've moved to a system where members can produce their own registration certificate in uh, Angus Tech, which is uh, really useful for members. Um, once, you, once the transfers are completed by our staff, um, the next day um, they should be able to see those on, on the system and they can generate a um, registration certificate. Speaking of Angus Tech... Angus Tech is obviously widely used by members and the member services team receive a lot of queries and concerns regarding the system. What do you feel the most when it comes to Angus Tech and what can you recommend to members if they're having issues with the system? Yeah, thanks. It's a good question. 
and and it's a really important area going forward angus tech um we get some great one-liners from our members i think um we had an email last year that said something like this changing the system that was in places like taking the ice cream out of the cone and throwing it away in order to eat the cone and and look there's a bit of frustration there but I need to say it's a really great system, the Angus Tech. It's like um, when Windows came in, it's a big change for us. But there's a lot of um, ability to do things in the system that wasn't there for members before. And going forward, it's it's going to be more and more increasingly the way members will submit data to us. So um, if you're not comfortable with Angus Tech now, I'd, I'd really encourage members to, to have a good go at using it, um, to to log on. If you've got any trouble there, we've got some good staff that can really help you with um, your login details. And then we've got a number of people that will walk you through what you need to do, whether that be um, finding some of the reports in the download area or using the database search, any of the tools that are there. So it is has been a change and it'll continue to be a change, but it's probably one of the greatest tools that Angus breeders have to sort of develop their business. So if you've got any trouble at all, please please give us a call. Are there any important upcoming deadlines that members need to be aware of? Uh, that's a good question. We've just finished some of our important deadlines, which is great. I guess um, the next one, so we've just ran our spring inventory. Um, so um, unfortunately for members, they'll get that bill in the mail right about now, which is, uh, um, uh, it, it's important that you have a look at that. And then um, in order to register your calves, you, you get the inventory paid. And then it's probably a bit of a gap to the end of the year then until we start looking at the autumn 2021 inventory. If members are having any issues regarding anything we've discussed today, how can they get in contact with you or a member of your team? Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's a good question. There's, there's quite a few of us in the member services. There's nine of us. Please always ring. Um, we've got the new phone system now. So you, you dial Angus Australia's office and you just press one for member services and you'll get put through. And one of us, we've all got a slightly different speciality, so, but we're very, very happy to talk to members. It's one of the enjoyable parts of the job. We talk to members all day, every day, which is great. Uh, please call me directly um, if you've got any trouble at all um, and speak to me. Um, my email scott at angusaustralia.com.au as well if you'd like to write to me and ask anything like that or any of the other team um, through the regos email regos at angusaustralia.com.au but please don't hesitate to ring and speak to any one of us great well thanks again for coming on scott i hope that one of our listeners or all of our listeners got one of their questions answers today and uh, i guess if they don't they can give you a ring yeah thanks Shay. thanks for having us uh, on today and yeah there's lots of other things that we do so please please members uh, get in touch if you need to great thanks again scott episode three of Behind the Beat. Thanks for tuning in and we hope that one of your questions was answered today. If you haven't already, make sure you have a listen to episodes one and two of the podcast covering Angus Youth and the Angus Eye Benchmarking Program and we'll catch you in our next episode. Mm-hmm.